Welcome back to America's favorite podcast, No Bracket. We call it When the AC is On. Fuck. <laughs> it's 100 degrees outside, okay guys? We're just that cool. Can you hear the AC on the mic? Yeah. Yeah, he can definitely hear the AC. Yeah. AC Slater. AC Smulator. Jesus. Sorry. I'm going to do one more thing. <laughs> G J U S S T C S I K O. Right? Jericho? So close. Jericho? Have you guys seen the show? Mm-hmm. You've seen it? Mm-hmm. What's so good about it? Nothing. Oh. What show? It's Jericho. Terrible. No, it's literally a terrible show. Really? Uh-huh. Because I went to Comic-Con, and then we went to, like, this really, like... You went to Comic-Con? Yeah. But there was this little booth that oh, had, yeah, like... the same day. <laughs> it had, um... <laughs> It was really hidden from the like the entire convention, so there wasn't that many people there. And there was this one booth with this one little lady, and it was all about Jericho. And I was like, I, I was like, I'm pretty sure that was an old show. And then yeah, I it it had like a big following, but the show was terrible. Like when you cut the show down for what it is, it's it's just you know there's there's a war going out somewhere. And there's no electricity and power outside of generators, and the mm-hmm. only way you can talk is through your community. So, like, the first episode, after the big old nuke goes off in the background, and that's what you're really excited to see, it's literally him going to rescue kids in a bus. Oh. So, it's like, it's one of those, it's like Walking Dead. Like, oh. there's something crazy going on, so we have to unite together and be fucking homies. That kind of thing. <laughs> cool. And watch out, there's dick homies over there, like that. All right. They call me. I was just wondering because she, nobody walked up to her booth, but she had like a lot of stuff for Jericho. That's funny. Yeah. It's sad, mostly. I think it's funny. Maybe they won't show it next year, hopefully. Probably. That show pissed me off because they ended it on a cliffhanger and then the show got canceled. <laughs> so, like, the, the show I barely made it through, I didn't even get to see how it was supposed to end. Nice. That sucks. We ready? Yeah. We've been ready. We've been live. Live from El Cajon. <coughs> Live from Saturday morning. This is The Bracket, a podcast about our 64 favorite movies. We have to ballot out to see which movie will reign supreme. We banter. We bicker. We Battlestar Galactica. Today's show, we have a musical episode, The Producers vs. La La Land. And our hosts, Just Cisco at, on Twitter at J-U-S-S-T. C I S K O at Flippy's All Day myself is Flippy All Day and at Bracket Podcast. In the blue corner, this movie was released in 2005, starring Nathan Lane, Matthew Broderick, Uma Thurman, Will Ferrell, Roger Bart, and Gary Beach. This movie won all the Golden Globes for musicals, weighing in at 2 hours and 15 minutes, The Producers. And in the red corner, being released in 2016, starring Emma Stone, Ryan Gosling, John Legend. This movie won the Academy Award for Best Actress for Emma Stone, Best Director for Damien Chazelle, Best Original Music, Best Cinematography, Best Production Design, and it almost won for Best Picture. Weighing in at 2 hours and 8 minutes, we have La La Land. <laughs> Moonlight. <laughs> Alright. So, Blue Corner first is the producers. Your initial thoughts, Mr. Francisco. Well, <clears throat> I have to say... How about your initial thoughts for the for the musical episode? I was not happy going into this. Oh, boy. I've never... You asked for my opinion. <laughs> um, 
I hate musicals. It was, um, it, they're boring. They make me tune out of the movie. Um, that's usually when I have, if there's a, mu or a singing part or a dancing part, that's my bathroom break. That's my, I need to go get something else to drink. Um, I just, I just can't stand them. They really take me out of the, out of the, out of the movie and, and really out of the whole environment that they're trying to create. So that's my initial thought. I want you to, there... I want you to think about something though. Did you hold yourself back at all when you said that take? A little bit. Okay. A little bit. Okay. Because I, I don't want you to hold back your no, feelings at no, all. No, I had to. If you I have to, to get up and sing and dance, I'll, I'll allow it. <laughs> you hate musicals. <laughs> you hate musicals. I hate both of you. This is great. I can't wait. Did you guys plan this out? Not even a little. Oh. No, I did not stay up until 2 in the morning right. playing music. <laughs> stop, stop. <laughs> Rich, cue the song. <laughs> Five, six, seven, eight. Lights oh, come out no. of my um, own apartment. After, <laughs> <laughs> like, what the fuck? Now, after watching the producers of Model Land, do you have a different take on musicals? Even if you like them 1% Yes, better? I do. Okay. I do. Uh, <laughs> I hate them even more. <laughs> <laughs> no, I actually, I actually enjoyed both of the movies. Um... Uh, uh, more than I expected. See, that's always how I feel after watching a musical. Okay, so it's always how I feel after doing an episode of The Bracket. <laughs> All right, musicals. <laughs> All right, so initial thoughts. What are your What are some of your initial thoughts you want to bring up for the, the producers? producers? I really enjoyed the the producers. Um, there's a There's a Mexican show which it really reminded me of, which which is uh, El Chavo del Ocho, and I felt like. A little bit of the comedy and the way they just they just talk to each other really really took me there. Um, I enjoyed the the what they were doing with the movie about making a making a musical that's you know that's bond to fail. So I really liked the idea and I think that's why I kept watching the movie just because I really wanted to see the final the final the musical yeah. you know this, the what's the musical been, within a musical yeah what's been hyped the whole the whole movie especially a, a musical about hitler right 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 springtime for hitler y'all oh, the best song what were your initial thoughts uh <laughs> producer me yeah we're going to get the producer more involved in this episode because la la land was a, a choice of mine but it was more for the producer to have a hand in the say to have a hand in the bracket and the producers was a full on choice by our producer Yes. Um, well, it's to say that um, The Producers is my favorite musical, uh, Broadway-wise. That's specifically why I chose it. I chose it because it's so different from a lot of musicals, where a lot of it's just like, it doesn't take itself too serious. So it's, there's, in, there's a lot of funny songs in it, mm -hmm. which is why I really love it. And I know, like, I can recommend it to other people. I know there's some songs that uh, some people weren't, wouldn't be able to really, like, stand like that face that's rough that's a rough um, song I, lo I love that song but i know people that like just sit there awkwardly kind of listen yeah, it's to a that tough song to get through. what are the songs same thing with um the old lady song when he has to when he has to make the money like i understand the point of the song but i didn't love yeah. it yeah uh same thing with uh when you flaunt it that one too where she just sings about you know and what? i'm wondering if it's just uma thurman though that's my problem in two of those songs huh I think, I don't know, I think it might have been just her character. But, you know, you have songs like Keep It Gay, Springtime for Hitler. That was hilarious. Well, the, the Will Ferrell song. Goon Hop Clap, Hop Clap, yeah. That's what I was going to say. Yeah. That one and the, his audition song? I forgot the name. 
Oh, I can't remember the audition song, but mostly the one where he's talking to the birds on the deck. Yeah, yeah. And you have the little bird that's the Zig Hiles. Mm-hmm. Yeah, um, the, it was definitely a shocking movie to watch the first time. Um, one thing I can say about the the producers. Also, I'm not a big fan of musicals either, but I never leave one upset. I'm always very... I had a good time when I watched them. They're not always my cup of tea, but they're always really, really fun movies and shows. Mm-hmm. Uh, I recently saw The Newsies on Broadway a couple years ago, and I went into that thinking this is going to be a fucking shit show, and I immediately left. Like, I mean, it wasn't for me, but I understand like the talent that's on display, and I understand that there's mm-hmm. a lot that goes behind right. the production, so I can you know appreciate talent. Um, it was actually a really fun show as well. So when it comes to the producers, same thing. I didn't really look forward to it, but I knew it wasn't going to be terrible. And about 30 minutes in the movie, I was laughing harder than I remember laughing in a long, long mm-hmm. time. When it's uh, the butler and the whole keep a gay scene in, in that scenario, I howled laughing. Mm-hmm. And then Will Ferrell seeing him with the birds as well. Just a really fun experience. How about you? What was your favorite song from the producers? I don't know. Like I said, I, I do I do tune out during mm-hmm. these movies and I try not to. But but for me, as soon as they like it, it just you can just see it in their face when they want to start dancing and just jumping around. Do you like Saturday Night Live? I don't watch it. Oh. I to me Saturday Night Live has a little bit of that too where they break character a little bit. Uh-huh. But because you've had a you've grown to have a relationship with these actors on TV. You kind of like see them start to break it. Well, in. I I, I, I can enjoy that if you're if you're breaking character. I think that's hilarious. But something about just like I don't know dancing and 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 singing in a movie. It just I just can't. That's um. I, Maybe you I, can go last then. What was your favorite song? <laughs> <laughs> I didn't have a few to choose from. Yeah, for me, it has to be between uh, Springtime for for Hitler or I Want to Be a Producer. I wonder is, why. Yeah. Well, my favorite choice for this movie was I Want to Be a Producer, and it was mostly because I thought about our producer while I was watching it. I just mm-hmm. thought it was a funny little connection. Right. And then uh, Keep It Gay was pretty funny as well. Keep It Gay is a really great song. Yeah. I always say that there, you can't really have a good musical unless there's a song about being gay. Pretty much. There's a lot of, like, my top favorite musicals have a song about being gay, so. I actually, like, the next day I, I was humming I Want to Be a Producer, yeah. and I was like, motherfucker. Yeah. This, it, all the songs are super they're catchy. Just, yeah, they're catchy, for sure. Any negatives? Negative songs? Yeah, the Uma Thurman songs Uma bothered Thurman. me. Okay. Um, and I, like I said, I think it was just her as, a, as her being in that role was the takeaway. Because she felt so uh, out of place with how crazy acting-wise Nathan Lane is and Matthew Broderick playing his character that he was. They gave the gay dudes in the, in the mansion. Like, they all were very, very character-driven and she was very much just the hot chick. Yeah, and it's being played by Uma Thurman, who I have never really appreciated any of her movies. Mm-hmm. So, like, it's already you know starting to pile on on her. What about you for least favorite songs? Me? Yeah, least favorite. That's hard because I lo- I enjoy every single song on here. Yeah, I can't really. I didn't love Springtime for Hitler. If I'm being honest, you didn't really like it. No, I I thought at that point the movie should have ended. If it goes on to me, like that's one of the biggest flaws of the movie for me is it goes on for another like thirty ish minutes so they mm-hmm. can tie off everybody's story. But I didn't think it was necessary at all. I thought ending it with them being a success and then being, you know, in trouble for it could have been the ending. They didn't have to show the whole prison, you know, we're back in the show business thing. Yeah. I don't remember that. They're in the prison, they're doing the play, and uh, Will Ferrell's playing the piano with the bird right there on the piano with them, and they're reenacting a play. Oh, right, 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 right. Prisoners for Love. 
Yeah, I mean, it was funny, but it was yeah. at that point I was kind of a, like already mm-hmm. exhausted. From yeah, because you already you already knew what it found out. Yeah, yeah. Uh, the I don't know if you guys knew this, but there was an original movie was which was done by Mel mm-hmm. Brooks in nineteen. I forget what the name. I think it was like seventy nine or something like that. something like that. And um, it they went from that movie into a, mu- a Broadway Broadway right. musical, which is a two hour play with a fifteen minute intermission. And they turned that mm-hmm. musical play into the 2005 movie that we just watched. This so that's why intermission, which is why <laughs> it, you get so many of the songs. But you know, sometimes it, it doesn't really Broadway musical doesn't really translate onto film as well as as, a, as, as it, it should be. Yeah, yeah, as it could be. So that's why it's a little bit long because on a, on a Broadway stage it makes sense, but. In a movie, you're kind of just wanting to. You it's know, it's a, it's a high energy movie though. Yeah. It's it's like seeing a, an action movie, you know, that's three hours long. At the end of it, you're exhausted because you've just been on the edge of your seat the whole time, for different reasons in the musical. But it's yeah. just it's an exhausting ride. Francisco, any touches, flaws in the movie? It's um, I think I would have to uh, to agree with uh, with the comment you said about the 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 last musical. I've, because I it actually for me made more questions than answers. I was like, what is really going on, you know? So I don't know. Like you said, if they would have just wrapped it up at um, when they finished the the springtime for Hitler, I yeah. think that would have been perfect. What about your favorite moments from the movie? Or do you want to go first, producer? My fa- you you guys go first. All right. So for me, honestly, my my favorite moment is the entrance right after seeing Will Ferrell's character, they have the Swatskas on their arm, and the guy's sitting there and he goes, can I take your, right. your hats, <laughs> your jackets, your Swatskas? <laughs> and they're like, why do we still have these on? That was super funny. And then um, when he's closing the door, I want to say his name's like Maurice, but it's it's not, it's something else. Um, he's closing the doors and he goes, I'm coming to see you. We're not alone. Right. And he has that like super, <laughs> super guilty smirk on his face. Yeah. Like humor like that always makes me laugh. Um, those those um, all those scenes with the, that couple yeah they're all pretty hilarious. Well, then there's also like when uh, they're trying to convince the the director to do the show, and the the director starts like falling down. And he's like he's having a stroke. <laughs> I'm genius. I'm genius. <laughs> <laughs> that was on one, the of, my, yeah, that's one, one of my favorite lines. I was I could not handle myself on that. <laughs> uh, Will Ferrell's part of the on the rooftop was super funny too. Uh, Will Ferrell can make me laugh, you know, reading a dictionary. So it's not it, any sort of yeah. stretch of the imagination that he can do it while he's trying to play hiding as an ex-German military officer. What about you, uh, producer? Oh, me? Okay. Uh, this is a really small moment, but I think it's what kind of just ties the whole movie together is when the... the whole, well, first of all, the whole springtime for Halo number is, like, perfect. But when it starts out, it just starts about like being this serious thing about like oh like we're actually making like a, a song about praising Hitler, mm-hmm. and then as you see him come like come up from the stage with his um, with his Zeke Heil or, or whatever, mm-hmm. and the music's building and it's building and then like it hits and then he like does this little like flamboyant mm-hmm. yeah. thing. It just like that was it's such like, a perfect move. moment. Yeah. Because it just turns the whole song completely into something else, mm-hmm. and I think that's my favorite like thing about the whole movie. Just because that, that was the one thing you're you were like, if you didn't know anything about the movie, you would have never expected that to happen. So that's just that was just the perfect moment. You? I I want to say I, I really enjoyed also the the Springtime for Hitler uh, show show yeah, 
Um, it was it was pretty funny. Um, the whole like how like, the crowd wanted to start leaving, and you know, and then they 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 thought he was gay, yeah. or they saw that they were. They're just making fun. They of thought him. that they were making fun of Hitler, but yeah. that's actually not what was going on. Yeah. And I, I I really thought that was funny because they had the whole crowd just you know about, wanting yeah. more. So I, I yeah. Springtime for Hitler. <laughs> <laughs> uh, soundtrack overall, how do you feel about it, Princess Yo? It was okay. It was all right. <laughs> you know, big musical numbers, bunch yeah, of dancers. Yeah, it's it's probably pretty easy a, to perform. I, I thought it was pretty elementary. It was okay. Elementary. Yeah. I think it's impressive that Mel Brooks wrote the entire music and lyrics for that for the whole show. Mel Brooks is amazing. And, you know, before that, you were just, like, he was mostly making movies. And then, you know, some of his movies had some songs, but not, like, to the musical point. To, right. like, a Broadway and, like, the fact that he wrote the entire lyrics and music. It's, like, he's just, like, he's just an amusing. Well, it's just proof he can do anything. Yeah, basically. One of, he's done one of my favorite movies of all time, Spaceballs. Spaceballs? Yeah, I love that movie. When it comes to soundtrack for the producers, I enjoyed it a lot more than I thought I would. There was some songs that didn't hit for me, but... The songs that did, like I said, I Want to Be a Producer was super fun, and I was humming it later, so not not a lot of movies get me to hum their music after the fact. Uh, best acting performance from anybody? Ooh, Roger Debris. Is the, the director? Gay, the gay guy, yeah. The, the or main, the butler? No, no, not the butler. The, the director? Yeah, the director. Yeah, I would have to agree with that. Really? Yeah. Nathan was, Lane for me, easily. Nathan Lane? Yeah, he played the actual producer. Yeah. I mean, I love Nathan Lane, but I feel like Nathan Lane is always playing Nathan Lane. That's fair. <laughs> yeah, but I haven't seen him as often as you have, that so is true. I guess there's that. Is that. True. Yeah. Uh, Roger Debris. Yeah, Roger well, Debris. Is that his, like, oh, name? or his actor name is uh, Gary Beach. Gary Beach, okay. Yeah, I wrote down a bunch of actor names. I didn't know who anybody was. <laughs> Any other acting performances we want to mention? Another weird flaw to me was Matthew Broderick's att- like needing to have a blanket that never really... Like I, I get it, but it was just yeah, really that, weird. I that that was a joke from the original movie. I think that didn't really translate. Yeah, too well to the. I understand, like when he got with Uma Thurman, he got rid of the blanket. And he was like mm-hmm. doing his whole grow up thing, but I think it was just, just like a like, like a yeah, like a too. small thing. I actually, now that you mentioned that, really bothered me. I almost didn't finish that movie as well, <laughs> just because of um of the whole like don't touch me and don't it was funny yeah because you know it was like oh now i'm wet and now i'm this yeah but it was super annoying to the yeah. fact that i i really didn't know nothing about it me too i was, I was yeah looking it, at the TV sideways. it was like it's, it's this really was gonna happen the whole movie because <laughs> I, I can't fucking watch this yeah i got you I understand. My, my wife loves musicals, so she actually owns the DVD. Um, and I'm sitting there watching it with her, and she's like, no, it's funny, because you have to sit through this part. I was like, all right. Fuck, I wish I would have seen it with you. I would have loved to see your reaction. Oh, my God, I was crying a couple times. With Just that scene inside the house. Even, like, when he inter- when he lets him into the house, and he I, he's holding the S oh, way too long. And I'm just like, no. That was painful. I was laughing so hard. I didn't like, no. no. Fucking haters corner. <laughs> Okay. Uh, any gold boom nominees you guys want to give out? No. Oh, Do we have to give one every show? We don't have to. Oh, okay. I'm asking if you want to. Definitely not. I said, well, we're just nominating <laughs> people for first round. So I said Nathan Lane should be nominated for best acting performance. I'm going to say um, Gary Beach. Okay. On to La La Land. Land. Okay. Do, do, do. Initial thoughts, Senor Francisco. Actually, I, yeah, no. What? You should go first. We'll get Francisco's opinion at the very end. Cause, uh, All right. Uh, initial thoughts when I saw La La Land. I saw it the 
week before the Oscars won um, mm. episode or that that year of the Oscars. So we. Oh, you saw it, you saw it because of me. Yeah, because because the producer was so hyped up about La La Land, and you know, like I said earlier, I'm not big on musicals. My mm-hmm. wife is, so I'll put myself through them, and I won't hate it. Right. Um, but I love Ryan Gosling and Emma Stone in their and their chemistry that they showed in that movie Crazy Stupid Love. It's mm-hmm. honestly one of my favorite rom coms that's ever been out. So I I knew I was gonna like their chemistry. I was just afraid about the story and. It immediately starts off a very nostalgic feel, and you can tell they're just right. trying to be actors in Hollywood and all that. That struggle, and I can understand completely why, you know, the Hollywood types would fall in love with this movie because mm-hmm. they have a very similar struggle in their own way. Mm-hmm. So I understood the hype for it. I didn't think it was, you know, the best movie of the year. It should have won the Oscar, but you know, there's a lot of Oscars that I felt like shouldn't have won. So at the end right. of the day, it's a it's a category for, you know. Movie people rating movies. Mm-hmm. Um, producer. All right. So um, when I went to, when I went to go see this movie, I didn't know what it was about. All I knew that it was a musical. I didn't see a trailer or anything. I just I just heard musical. I was there. I left that movie dancing. Just pretty much not dancing, but I was just <laughs> like stunned because I've never I I thought the music the the movie was perfect. So much that I went and saw it six more times in theaters. Wow! With a different person every time because I. Damn, you player. Yeah, I um. His mom, his grandma, you know. <laughs> <laughs> I took so I took a lot of people to go see that movie, and um. I almost went to see it because they they uh they announced a sing along version that they were releasing in theaters, and I almost went to go see that one, but I was just like, I that's. I was like, I'm pushing it a little too much. Yeah. I was like, I should just. Just, just cut not, it off yeah. there. Yeah. What's funny is like that could be a really fun experience during the right movie, but for a sing along, it's gonna get tough. Yeah, it's yeah. Cause I'm, it's, I'm, I'm glad you uh, you have a <laughs> you have a line that you won't cross. Yeah, because like, at some point, like I'm like, what, how am I gonna sit in a movie theater and like are other people gonna be singing along or is it just like arc- like if you went to a concert, like awkwardly singing, but you can hear no, yourself because the audio is not too loud. I think it would be pretty dope. Not, not like I said, probably not for La La Land, but... <laughs> what movie if, would you go to sing along to? That's a good question. <laughs> <laughs> I, think, I think for movies and theaters that you want to do a sing along, you better like the person next to you if you're going to go through that experience. Yeah. Uh, Imagine taking someone. It could be a lot of fun, though. For like a first like, date. Yeah, it was just funny because like... That would be so That's bad. a good way to test the waters. Right? Yeah. <laughs> test the water. No, but it was just funny because... Um, me and my friend, we had talked, well, like, when the sing-along version came out, we were both like, oh, we should totally go see it. And the more, I think the more we dragged onto it, we were just like, we just didn't talk about it ever again. Idea. So, yeah. So, I think that's, that's that was my thing. But, um, yeah. You think I, you would have gone if he would have gone? It was a girl. Do you think he would have gone if she would have gone? Maybe. Probably. Maybe. Okay. If I had money. But I if I was yes. going by myself... Probably not. That's no. a tough sell. Yeah, that would be like just as do a sing along. <laughs> Everybody, everybody's on couples and like yeah. by yourself. On you, those, like, tool, one, <laughs> you know there'd be the one drama club that's sitting all together in like the middle row, just like we're singing along. <laughs> those people. They're my favorite. That would be me. Yeah. You but, just jump into their crowd. Yeah. What's up, guys? How was class? I was in drama too. Uh, what are your favorite moments from uh, Wait, La let's, La? let's get her uh, I don't think we need his, but continue. No, we should we should Wow. Okay. So the movie begins, okay, with them stuck in traffic, and I, I could, I could, you know, go along, but they start dancing, 
and the freeway. I I I I was like, okay. There's times where you know a sing along, like like the producers are singing at home and everything. That's cool, but they're hopping out of their cars and they're singing and they're dancing and they're doing all of this. That I just I just couldn't. That song's called Another Day in the Sun, and it's fantastic. I don't care what it's called. <laughs> First of all, what else would you do in traffic? Then sing? Yeah. Here comes the word anything. A lot of anything. <laughs> also, that song goes into the most underrated joke, where it's talking about another day in the sun, and then it cuts to the, the title, and then it says winter. Okay. Straight over his head. Fuck me. All right. I think. Yeah. No. I. I. I um. What else did you like about it? <laughs> no. L- let me say this. So as the movie pro- progresses, I um that scene where she's acting and she's talking on the phone, I wasn't paying attention, but <laughs> but, as soon as, but as soon as but no no no, no hear hear me out though hear me out. I wasn't paying attention. I knew she was she was doing an audition, but I was like, eh, whatever. And then she started getting more serious and more serious on, on her role, you know. And I'm like, I'm like, wait, wait. And I was on my phone, and I, I actually looked up, and I was like, is she actually talking to to a real person? Like, like was she maybe talking to someone? Mm-hmm. And and uh, to so you, act, you were, you were buying it. I, yeah, no, I was. I was like, maybe she's talking to someone, and something happened as she's auditioning. You know, like she was probably like, hey, help me. I'm gonna call you while I'm auditioning to have an actual conversation. And maybe the other person hurt herself or something. But then you find out it's not true. And I'm like, okay, that's that's very interesting. Because I saw the talent in just that one scene from mm-hmm. Emma Stone. And, and, and it really got me to um, to try to watch the movie more. Um, but then I remember the... I remember I got to the museum part. And I turned off the movie. I was like, I can't, I can't anymore. That I can't. Tough. I can't. Like- Okay, and I was just gonna leave it there and not watch the movie, and this was gonna be my whole my whole review. But the producer <laughs> begged me over days and days to finish this movie, so I did. We're running a serious show here. And no, yeah, 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 yeah. no, he uh he almost fired me for not for for not uh finishing the movie. But like I said, I finished the movie. I still don't like musicals, but I really do enjoy. Um, what what the the talent that they both had the Ryan Gosling playing the piano mm-hmm. that was that was straight up talent and mm-hmm. I and I really enjoyed that. He learned how to play the piano for this movie. Oh really? Yeah. Okay, I, I didn't know if he already knew. I didn't like. I, well, he's a big musical guy. It would surprise me if he didn't know before or yeah. at least had some talent before. I mean, I think he plays guitars. I mean, he uh, was in a band. Was, yeah, I remember hearing like from like Timberlake saying that he was like invited to be one of the NSYNC members. Oh really? Yeah, oh. that was way back in the day though. Yeah. Um, so, best moments of the movie? Best moment of the movie. I'm trying to... I'll go first, then. Yeah, Can you please. play Iran? Where I knew you were going to say like that. Like, 80s band. Mm-hmm. And, and she just mm-hmm. notices him from, you know, the last time they saw each other and requests just the best 80s song to, to joke on and spoof on. That was really funny in the theater. Yeah. Um, Since he's only playing one note on his... on his... guitar. Yeah. But, yeah, yeah I'm a serious really artist. I'm a serious artist. Um, the nostalgia for like old Los Angeles, I really understood, and like the the struggle that they were going for. I I yeah. really like those moments. Um, yeah, well, this whole movie was just an homage to like old musical movies. Yeah, that's why it was. It's kind of different from the producers. 
I think another of my favorite moments is when she's going through her initial song in her apartment mm-hmm. with all of her friends, and they're saying, I don't remember exactly how it gets incited, but it's like, this could be the night we can see something, and she goes, oh God, help us all. Yeah. That part I really like. And then towards the end of the movie, when they've already broken up, and he's at at uh, Emma Stone's parents' house. I don't remember exactly what city it was. I want to say uh, Little Rock. Little Rock, Arkansas? Nevada. What? Little Rock's in Arkansas. No, Boulder City, sorry. Okay. Boulder City, Nevada. (laughs) (laughs) My bad. (laughs) Um, So that scene where where he goes over there and he's like, you have another audition. Like, this this big-time producer wants to see you. Mm -hmm. And she goes, I don't think I can take any more. This has been too rough for me. It's too hard. And he looks right at her and goes, you're a baby. You're a baby. And just just (laughs) makes fun of her for it. And I was like, you know, a lot of the time that we're being emotional, we need somebody to be like, you're being a baby. (laughs) Like... That, that, Essentially. Yeah, her his speech to her at the at that time was really good. I like that moment a lot. I also like the moment like in the morning where he's like waiting right. for her. And, and then you watch. like in your head you're like, is that is she actually gonna come? Mm-hmm. And then he just starts driving away, but she's like she comes pops out of nowhere. No, I got coffee. And she's like, <laughs> like, no, I got coffee. Was okay. I I think this is one of my favorite moments. I don't know why, but it's when um she wanted to, like a replacement for her sandwich. And, and um, the guy comes and right, I don't know if right it was a beginning. sandwich or, yeah. or a coffee. For coffee. No, because she asked the, if it was gluten free. Are you talking about the lady? Yeah, the lady. Oh, yeah, the customer. For, for right. Her. So she wanted a replacement, and 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 I think I know what you're talking Ryan about. Gosling was like came in and like they're, they're they're talking, and then she's like she's like, let me actually go check if I can. Uh, yeah. She keeps forgetting to to, to go, go ask, yeah, yeah. and I just the whole like waiting. I don't, and not like you know, like paying attention to the, to your customer. I yeah. just thought that was hilarious. <laughs> that's funny. I was like, that's mostly his everybody. favorite moments. The rom com moment of the movie, of course. I know. Yeah. Um, for me, it would have to be the epilogue. Honestly, that's a super good moment. I can't believe I forgot that. Like, I think because I was, I was, I wasn't expecting Explain it. Explain to the mouth breathers what an epilogue is. <laughs> an epilogue is basically it's just like the. Am the I the end. mouth breather? Uh, well, any of the people who don't know what epilogue means is. So I'm the mouth breather. There you go. <laughs> so, yes, you are. so it's just an epilogue is just basically like kind of like a like a summary of the of the whole story that you just kind of sat through. Whereas the prologue would be like just like a small little introduction. It's just like you're just kind of sum, summarizing every, everything up. So you know the epilogue at the very end. Um, just did you see the final song in the movie? Yeah. Where he's at playing the piano and she's out in the crowd. Mm-hmm. Okay, okay. So I'm yeah. not sure. But as soon as they like hit each other and start kissing, and then the music starts playing, that gave me chills. Yeah, that was that was such a good moment for me. And yeah, the end of that movie is really really good. And then even then, as it continues, and then they're in France, and then like the the trumpet player, like all the music goes away, and it's just a trumpet player, and it's just him playing. <laughs> it was, that was such a chilling. Moment. I think it's it's similar to compare it to another movie that that just came out, Whiplash, who Damien Chazelle also did, right? Mm-hmm. The ending of that movie is is almost worth watching the whole first hour forty just to see the last like eight minutes of the movie because that way that it, it builds towards the end is so well done. Same thing with La La Land. Yeah. At the end of La La Land, you he's, whatever the experience was, that ending made it worth it. Yeah. I, he's he's very good at at ending movies or just like mm-hmm. making that final ten minutes. Teddy Curl. Just roll. to like yeah. it gives you not necessarily hype, but it it satisfies you basically. Mm-hmm. Um, now, what about flaws? The dancing and the singing. <laughs> no, I'm kidding. I'm kidding. No, that, that means no. Um, 
I don't know. I actually was surprised how much I really liked the movie once it was over. Maybe some of the some of the the things that they did were like it, they started tap dancing and they had like like tap dancing shoes out of nowhere. Th- those kind of things kind of threw me off. But then again, everybody starts dancing in a freeway. So what's real and what's not? You know, <laughs> suspension of disbelief. Yeah, like yeah. and then they start floating in the. And and so you so you don't know really what what it is yeah. and like I have to ask, um, La La Land is this like another universe where everybody just dances out of nowhere? Well, the, is, that, well, is the, that what it means? The reason why they, he titled it La La Land was because every he feels like everybody who lives in L.A. is kind of in like that mentality that this is like like this different right thing or like uh, outside of Los Angeles where everyone's like dressing costumes and going to auditions and all that stuff. They're not really facing like the actual reality that's outside of the entertainment business kind of stuff. Which Ryan Gosling is kind of saying the whole movie. People, yeah, people would rather you know be listening to something and not use jazz as background music. This is this is live. This is, a, and that's what kind of what I like with Ryan Gosling and anybody who's really passionate about something in a movie. Mm-hmm. The, how passionate he is about jazz gets you passionate about jazz in his right. speech at the bar. Right. Um, to get back to flaws though, the when it comes to the museum scene. And how they float through the stars. What's funny to me is like I can suspend disbelief when it comes to them putting on dancing shoes and them dancing in the middle of the highway. The second they start floating around, I'm like, this is too much. Yeah, you don't know what's real and what's not. And that it, really throws you off. I I I thought it looked cool when they started flying inside the museum, but when it cut to them on a like a green screen and then them like you could still you could see them walking. And then pretending to walk through clouds, I was like, "That's." I thought it, I, I thought I was like in the beginning of like a, a 007 movie <laughs> at that point because it's just a bunch of like dancing and, and silhouettes that right. like you don't you know I well, don't know. Kind of like I explained on we were just a, a guest on another podcast. We we were asked the question, "What makes us uncomfortable in movies?" And my ex- explanation for how to do a sex scene in a movie. Musicals do it the best way. They show you that everybody's dancing and having this good time, mm. but they don't show any body parts. Yeah. So I think whenever there's a dance number in a musical, it's just their way of expressing a, a situation. Mm-hmm. So when they're in the museum, they're doing their dance and they're floating through the clouds. I understand that they're that happy and that's what they're doing yeah. in order to explain the movie, but it's still so disconnecting from the viewer. Oh, I thought you were saying that like they were, in reality, they were actually just fucking on the ground of the museum. They might have been. You don't know. Like, just... Like they, were, they were they were in ecstasy and just getting it. Yeah, oh, yeah, they, they had they were probably on Molly. That's why they were playing hey, in space. That's not a bad move. Now <laughs> I like this movie more. <laughs> Did you try watching it on Molly? Though? <laughs> uh, no, but yeah, the the whole uh, museum scene, the planetarium scene, uh, is a complete homage. Uh, homage. 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 Okay. Bitch. Um, <laughs> but it's a, a com- like it's just a, I forget I, I completely forgot what movie but that whole scene was recreated from another movie right from like 1970 or something I think I saw that connection yeah. somewhere but um but that yeah that's a very, that's a very tough scene to kind of get through if you don't understand like right. if you knew that movie basically right if I would have known that that movie existed before yeah. watching well and I don't think it would have bothered me nearly as much yeah all the people that I went to go to see that movie with. Did, didn't like musicals, and every single time I had to be like, just halfway through the movie, there's a there's a museum scene. Just once you get let past that, you're good. You're good. Yeah, let it ride. Um, Any other flaws you want to bring up, producer? Uh, one thing, which is tough because you know it's, it's it's I, I've never written a movie, but um, 
I felt like the whole movie was more of a montage. Mm-hmm. Like there was a lot of montages. I know, like I know they 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 they, don't, they tried to tell a story that took place within a year, but um, it was just like there's too many montages. Like I felt like that was that's a problem. Um, also, I feel like there wasn't that many songs. There wasn't that many songs. <laughs> it, was, La 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 most, <laughs> it was mostly int- like in- instrumental music. A lot of the oh, time. I, I okay. Me too. No, like yeah. I, but which is like the difference between La La Land and the producers is that you know the producers is a Broadway musical which has to have like and those songs, twenty songs. Those songs are telling stories, not yeah. producers. Where, whereas the, the La La Land, all the songs. Uh, Damien Chazelle said that he wanted to write music. That ne- didn't necessarily only have like you only had to watch the movie like you could listen to it outside of the movie. Which I've totally done. Yeah, but not, not necessarily like listen to it outside of the movie. But like you would understand like you could like show another day in the sun to somebody, and then them not watch the movie first. You know, go to, you know what I'm saying? Like if I were to play Springtime for Hitler for somebody, they might be like, see the movie. what the f- like what is this? And you'd be like, okay, you need to watch the movie. Whereas La La Land, you can play. Um, uh, somebody in the crowd and be like, "Oh, this is such a nice song about." That song like, gets me hyped, you know. So yeah, so it's just like the, those are the two differences. Me loving musicals, I would love to see more, more songs in there. But I think the, the songs that they did write were just, were all just perfect, mm-hmm. except for the the one with uh, John Legend. I wasn't too. Yeah, John Legend to me is kind of a flaw in himself of this movie. He just feels so out of place because he's so recognizable. That's the same flaw I have for like actors in movies, though. Um, I understand his character and why they had to build it, um, but it was still a little bit weird for yeah. the viewer. How about J.K. Simmons being the restaurant owner? It's really and good. it made me immediately think of Whiplash, because I love Whiplash as yeah. a movie. Um, him being like Ryan Gosling, really getting in-depth, and you're like watching him like pour his heart out into the piano at the beginning of the movie. Yeah. And then J.K. Simmons fires him, and when Ryan Gosling walks past Emma Stone, and you expect them to like have this special moment, and they're like, nope, peace. Yeah. What what I liked about uh, J.K. Simmons uh, is that his name? Yeah, J.K. Simmons. Well, his other name is is Joe Jane. Yeah, J. Joe Jane Jameson. But anyways, um, so you you mostly know him from a lot of roles as like this super serious, like always angry kind of guy, mm-hmm. especially from Whiplash. Oh yeah, which was just like him at his like. Were you dragging? <laughs> yeah, exactly. And I think when it comes when it gets to the epilogue, because you still see him like as this mean guy at the very beginning. And it gets to the epilogue where he, the uh, Emma Stone and Ryan Gosling are trying to leave the restaurant, and then he gets in the way with his arms crossed, and then he starts snapping his fingers and smiling. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That was such a good little break. Yeah. All right, soundtrack overall, we loved it. It's honestly one of my favorite soundtracks in any movie. Yeah, yeah it wasn't bad. Yeah, you gave me a lot of shit for liking this movie. And well, like, I never saw it. But even then, it was just like you kept giving me shit. You were like, oh, the movie was all right, super depressing. The and then like, is depressing. And right? then one day, like, I'm going through the offices, and I, I just hear the music, and I'm like, where's that coming from? And I walk into the <laughs> office, and I see him. Where's that coming from? <laughs> Who's playing to, my La La Land soundtrack? Somebody's watching the movie. Investigate. Going up the stairs, just... Yeah, that's fair. I definitely give you shit for that, but you deserved it. You guys kept hyping it up. You, yeah. and, you and Jasmine saw it multiple times before I did yeah, and amazing. kept telling me how awesome it is. So it's kind of like when somebody tells you something's awesome over and over yeah. and over again, you don't want to hear it anymore. That is true. I, I've, I've had a lot of movies being overhyped and I'm just like, ugh. Yeah. Uh, best acting performance in the movie? I'm sure you're going to say Emma Stone. Uh, yeah, Emma Stone was I'm, like that. The whole audition scene was really great. 
Yeah, I agree. I'm what about her last music song. number? That was uh, that's such a great song. Uh, the depressing one. The this is the fool who dream. The fool who dream. Yep. That that song was super super depressing. Yeah, super depressing. Yeah. Yeah, super depressing. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Welcome to the broadcast. Welcome to the bracket. Uh, I thought Ryan Gosling was good, but he didn't get any shine towards the end of the movie, the way the Emma Stone did. No, they gave her a little bit more. I think. Yeah. She I was the one who won the Oscars. So. I was gonna say I think she was mostly the main character of the movie. But then again, he he did get his shine because he he did go in all these concerts, you know, and all he wanted to do was just have his little his Jasper. his little yeah his little cool chicken. <laughs> cool. chicken in the drum, I'm, chicken yeah, I was gonna say I'm, 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 I'm really mad I didn't see any chicken while they were there. <laughs> like it was the part, continuity. Was it was totally part wrong. of his dream. Yeah. No, but you know he wanted to. Call, he called it Seb's in, for her. I know, but still, at least have somebody in the background eating <laughs> some chicken or something. Just, just, just for the viewers that... Re- yeah, you know, just, just for somebody. Nice for the little Omar. Dream, you know yeah. I mean? They should have put a chicken a chicken on a stick in the back of Seb's. Like a little... Yeah, that would have yeah, been fine. Yeah, a little like, chicken leg. That would have been fine. Uh, Compromise. How do you feel about the ending? I actually didn't like it. Really? Yeah. Uh, yeah, I, I didn't, didn't like, like it. it. And to be honest, that little story, I really didn't get it. The whole like the epilogue part. Yeah, I was like I was so confused over like what was what uh-huh. that I I don't know maybe it takes a more more intellectual mind than myself <laughs> to really get a scene like that. But no, it, I, I, I didn't understand it and and I didn't. I think well the point of the, that scene was just to explain that um, like in life if you don't get what you want you could st- like you could still love somebody and not like be with ne- them? necessarily end up with them because horrible because they both sacrificed their love in order to follow their dreams like right. that was the whole point of the movie and so the epilogue is to show what it would have been like if they actually stayed together what's annoying about that is she would have still achieved her dreams and he wouldn't have mm, yeah <laughs> it kind of bothers me when i watch it like that that's why i didn't get it because like still she's still like still star. living like you know yeah. she still has something yeah. and he doesn't so I don't know. I I, I well, really was still playing in the it. shows. Like when they were in the the epilogue, he was playing in the shows in London. Like he was in the club, but he didn't have to have his. He didn't get he, to have his own club. His own club. And I think, yes, you could have said that this was one way to end the movie where she's with the other guy and they have the baby, and you know that that's where the disconnect has to come out. But there's no saying that you couldn't have just delayed this relationship, and he could have still gotten his club a few years down the line. And they both could have been happy at the end of the day. But what I liked that this movie did was it showed that timing is everything when it comes to a relationship. And just because you can work it out with somebody for that one year of the movie doesn't mean that it's going to work out for the next three years when you guys both get really focused on your careers. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, I love the epilogue, though. Yeah. I love to see it. As heartbreaking as it is, I love to see it. Yeah, it's it's very depressing, but I, I, I really enjoy the ending. Just because like, it, it wasn't a happy ending. In a way, yeah. it wasn't happy, but it still was like, you know, we we they looked at each other and they were like, we we followed our dreams and yeah, we made it. <laughs> I don't think they said it like that. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I just had a thought too, but I lost it. Uh, they, they they cut that line out. They were like yeah. in the editing that room. They were the, like, mm. <laughs> oh, Emma Stone. Emma Stone. Little... came out and you know it's like. <laughs> Blessed up. Yeah. She has. You thought John Legend was out of place. <laughs> Emma Stone had a gold chain, yeah. glasses. She was like, we made it. They were like, yeah, let's Ray cut Gosling that part out. Ray had a grill and stuff. 
Damn girl. Yeah, he had some like some big booty bitches in right. the back. Like, As he's playing the piano, right. <laughs> the depressing epilogue starts. <laughs> and DJ Khaled, no, no, no. Best acting performance. Let's take one Emma Stone for this one. Yes. Uh, yeah. Any gold nominees? Probably a negatory for Francisco. I'll give one to. I'll give it one to Emma Stone. Wow, wasn't expecting that. Producer, you want to? Nominate anybody? We're eventually gonna have to have an episode where we go through the nominees and pick oh, somebody. Good Are you keeping a track yeah. of them? Okay, cool. Okay. Um, if not, the fans will be. <laughs> Whatever fans we all do three have. of them. Let's go. <laughs> There's three people in this room, and um, I don't know. I think Emma's. How about, yeah, I just give it to Emma Stone. Really? Yeah. All right. She was. Every, are we, we don't necessarily have to nominate every single like. No, person. not at all. Okay. Then. I, yeah, I'll save it to Emma Stone because I think her. Her audition scene was just like, it was just great. I don't like, know if I've said this before in a, in a bracket episode, but in order for me to really give credit to an actor in a movie, I have to feel for their character at the end of the movie. Yeah. So I always go, you know, to Brie Larson from Room. I always go to Emma Stone in La La Land or Robin Williams in Google Hunting. Which, My favorite acting performance is people who I'm like, I can't look away because yeah. it's just so emotionally tough. Mm-hmm. Okay. Have you seen The Room? The Room? Not The Room. Uh, just Room with no. Brie Larson. No, I have not. Oh, man. That's such a brutal movie. I haven't it's seen rough. The Room either. I haven't seen yeah. The Room. I barely barely made it through the 15-minute like mockery of it. Um, <laughs> so, if we're picking our winners, Francisco, who do you got? I hope you, you guys can make a choice together because it's really hard for me to... The stress is building. The tension is growing. The movie... Bracket fans are going to be excited for this one. We have a score of one to one. Oh, motherfuckers. <laughs> so the producer who must not be named has to choose between La La Land and oh, the producers to move on to the next round. Two of his favorite movies. So, Jesus before we shirts. go any further, for your rating for producers, what was it? So, wait, you chose producers. I chose producers. You chose La La Land. Obviously. Fucking hey. But honestly, if I'm going to go into the into the, the breakdown of why I chose what, about 45 minutes into the producers, I legit thought to myself, this movie's going to be La La Land. It is so much fun. Yeah, I agree. But the next 45 minutes are fucking tough. So it's kind of like my the reason I put I took 300 over Man of Steel, because the ending of Man of Steel is mm-hmm. way too long. Same reason producers is losing. <laughs> uh, Francisco, what was your rating for producers? I'm giving an 8. Solid number. Same rating you gave Cargo. We'll talk about that more. <laughs> Stay tuned. And Rich gives it a 7.8. And for your rating for La La Land? 7.9. It was that close, down to the wire. All right, producer, who do you got? I gave, it, I gave La La Land an 8.7. This is tough. Okay. Break it down for us. It's Let's tough talk, because talk through your feelings. if I'm if, if I'm gonna go names, out, <laughs> if I'm going like story wise, you know the producers is about um, I think damn I don't know I can't talk right now this is fucking rough he's can, sweating everything can this I, is rough can I like, say why I'm scared why I'm scared because I think you're gonna choose La La Land because mm-hmm. you already saw it six times in theaters. And I don't want to watch La La Land again. <laughs> I can I can sit down and watch. I can sit down and watch the producers if you want me to. But 
for me to sit down and watch La La Land all over again when it goes against, I don't know, fucking when Iron Man or something. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> really, bro? <laughs> that's just that's just how I feel right now. Um, there is a Batman musical. That's re- that one's really rough. I didn't like Make that. a decision, Point producer. Is- <laughs> wow. The fans need to know. Okay, so I will say that... Yes, I did see La La Land in theaters about seven times, six or seven times. I don't mm-hmm. even know at this point. But... It needs a rating as well, so write down a number. I also have listened to the soundtrack of the producers multiple times. Uh-huh. I, I did The movie came out in 2005, so I didn't find out about it until like a, two years later. And that's when I fell in love with musicals. But um, that's really tough. Because like, La La Land, is a, it's a movie about being an artist and struggling as being an artist and the producers is a completely different thing. Well, not really because um, Matthew Broderick wanted to be a producer. He wanted to be a producer but it was mostly about um, him not wanting to be the person that he was stuck in the office. As the accountant? Oh yeah. my god. I so love that Because he has the That's song. the I want to be a producer Yeah, scene. I want to be, be a producer. That's that song. No, no, no. Not that but like the whole like when, when he when they're like unhappy yeah, unhappy that's very, straight off a, <laughs> that's, that's right a show. But like the like his very his very last line of that song is when he says, "I want to be a producer because it's everything that I'm not." Mm-hmm. I think that's what kind of just like it, it's because it goes to that, and then also like then it, you know there's a musical about. The thing is, <laughs> about there's Hitler. a lot of things that are not him. So to just yeah. say the producer, it's kind the of the thing is, is yeah. you've seen these movies both dozens of times yeah so and he my, still hasn't made a decision i agree <laughs> it's almost like he's not ready i'm not ready for this i say that every time and i'm always wrong so who knows God. have you struck a decision <laughs> mr producer i will say this is oh, that no. whoever I, I both i wrote both movies down right now i gave my ratings for both movies whoever has the higher rating is the one that i'm choosing to win all right if the, if oh I, that's fair if i look at this and the ratings are the same i'm a freak out <laughs> So we're gonna add ratings now. I kind of like that. We've been doing ratings. No, yeah. adding them because like now he he put both right. So you're yeah. just gonna go with whatever has a higher points. Is that what you're saying? Uh, for me. Done. Cool. <laughs> and your winner with a score of nine point five out of ten. The producers moves on to round two of the bracket. Thanks, everybody, for listening. Thank you. Let's start the uh, nothing but nonsense. Nothing but nonsense. What happened this week? What happened this week? We had. I had a fan question. You had a fan question. I have a fan question. Is this What's going to happen first? Trump 2020? Chicken or the egg? Or round two of the bracket? Oh, that's that's pretty fair. That's I think fair. we're getting close to 2020. Yeah. I think we're going to get impeached pretty soon. Yeah. Um. <laughs> the joke being that if we do one episode a week, it's going to take us roughly a year and yeah. a half to finish the whole bracket. I think I need to quit my job. Yeah. We're going to have to take this thing mainstream, start getting some producer, you know, some ads. Right. Oh no. Yeah, it's gonna be it's gonna be a while. Sixty four movies. I think I did the math. It was it was supposed it's just to end under sixty episodes. Under sixty episodes. Mm-hmm. Well, sixty four movies. Um, two movies at a time. It should be about thirty episodes. Thirty two, I think. For the first round. For the first round. Oh, in total. In total. It's, in total, it's yeah. sixty episodes. Yeah, it's roughly sixty. There's like fifty two weeks yeah. in a year. Yeah. Something like that. That's oh, not wow. that bad. A year. Yeah. Assuming we don't I'm miss any more weeks. First round. But that's why I said I was thinking for the second round we could do something uh, like two episode matchups per episode. 
Yeah, because so, I mean, we've already gone through the. Yeah, like, we don't the, need to rewatch the movies every week if we just went through it less than six months before. You know what yeah. I mean? So we could knock out like, you know, uh, pros and cons from each movie, and then vote for two winners in the same episode. Yeah, I think just to knock them out, you know, to get to more like the yeah. money rounds. Yeah. Because the initial round is going to be the most fun when it, we actually get to sit down and watch the producers again. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But when it comes to the final rounds, we don't need to say that we just watched The Dark Knight for the 150th time <laughs> right. exactly. in order to make our decision. Um, yeah, it'll it'll definitely we'll we'll do have to we do have to come up with like different criteria yeah. for the second round. Yeah, I was thinking about ways to to make it more of a debate. Yeah. Getting further into it. Um, Maybe at a certain point, Francisco and I can start making like our picks, and then we can argue back and forth. Yeah, it could be more interesting that way. We could also start having. Hopefully, by then we could start having more people on. Yeah, we need to have more guests so they can start choosing. Like, especially during the second round, just so it's not just us picking the same movies that we just picked out and the same points. Exactly. Um, so. One thing that I noticed um, talking to our, our more recent podcast that we did. Just hearing somebody else's point of view, because we're constantly talking about the same 64 movies, right? Yeah. So having somebody with an outside point of view who's never really talked to us is a really interesting that's, perspective to add mm-hmm. into the podcast. That's pretty yeah, that's, that's cool. So what did happen this week? We can talk about what we did yesterday. All right. We were guest spot on somebody else's podcast. We, so we were on Podcast Level Up Gamer with Noi Monsivais. I probably butchered that. <laughs> But he approached the bracket. I want to say two weeks ago. No, way more than that. I want to say I want to say it was about a month ago. Um, And he he talked to to us because he was also a starting podcast, and I I heard his his material. I I think then he only had um, the introduction to his podcast, and it was. And he said a line that really, really, really struck with me that, that I was like, hey, this guy has, sounds like he has really good ideas. And it was something something around those lines about us gamers, we don't get older, we level up. Yeah, and I cool thought line. that was really cool. Says the guy who hasn't watched Ready Player One. <laughs> Anyways, so um, uh, he we, we decided to meet on... on uh, First, first, it was going to be the 20th, the date it is today, of uh, July. And then it got rescheduled to yesterday, Friday. But um, it was really fun. We talked about a Cargo, a movie you Netflix can watch. Netflix original. A Netflix original. And we had a lot of fun. That was um, one thing about it that I really liked, that I didn't have to go searching for the movie anywhere. It's right. Netflix. It was, it was so just at Netflix. That guy's really smart. I think we cracked <laughs> <I, laughs> the code. Yeah, he, he already has it down. Um, but I, I had tons of fun. He had really good questions. I was, I was pleasantly surprised. Yeah. I was like, Oh my God, this guy is so ready. And I'm just talking because, you know, sometimes we, we kind of wing it. So, (laughs) so for for this guy to just, you know, have these 10 questions and have everything ready to go. Um, and then like. It was like it, it was all structured, you know. It's like get to know you, and then you know we'll talk about the movie and all that. <laughs> we should start doing that. Yeah, no, it was it was pretty it was pretty cool, and I think it was a, kind of a learning curve for 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 us as um as starting you know podcast. So I, I really enjoyed it. It was a lot of fun. Yeah. I, I really enjoyed it a lot. Um, really interested to see how it turned out from his end to see 
how how much he enjoyed doing the process because we, we talked briefly about it afterwards, but I'm really excited to talk to him later on. We even invited him on to, to our episode for... We're going to show him the bracket when we do the full release yeah. and let him have a choice on what episode he wants to be a part of. So looking forward to that. Yeah. Um, um, great experience. Yeah. Anything else happen in the world that we need to talk about? Football season's coming up. I know how excited you two are. Yeah. Just kidding. They're soccer fans. <laughs> <laughs> um, Comic-Con was about a week ago. And there was All right. a, there was a, a big controversy that happened during Comic Con. Oh, you motherfucker! What, what happened about James Gunn? Oh yes, please talk about it. He he tweeted a few things ten years ago. Ten years ago, <laughs> and he recently got fired uh, from directing Guardians of the Galaxy three because of it. Well, my main talk at, talking point for for you know the James Gunn situation is he's so politically charged on Twitter already. It, it to me it was a matter of time before he got fired for something. Yeah, we're not we're on not, nothing but nonsense now. Nobody cares. Oh yeah, we're, we're gonna turn on the AC just so. It is fucking hot. <laughs> Southern California, if you know what I mean. Um, so James Gunn, he's already so political. He's so anti-Trump. To me, anybody who's that political on Twitter, it's is gonna catch some heat one way or another. So I knew something was gonna end up falling out with that. I just don't think anybody should be fired over a tweet, no matter what the tweet was. Even Roseanne's, like, semi-racist tweet, you're ruining somebody's livelihood over um, over 140 characters. Nobody was hurt at the end of the day. This isn't I, a Harvey Weinstein thing. I think with, with Roseanne, I can kind of see why, because her name is actually on the show. But at the same time, like, a lot of people, like, she, not only is she the name of the show, but, you know, it's not just her, like, there's writers and camera people who work for the yeah, show. Yeah, you're, you're unemploying a hundred-something people, minimum. Yeah, unfortunately. Um, I just don't think it's fair for one person to take all that heat. Yeah. Because um, let alone, the, the, well, the, aside from the Twitter heat that she's already getting from everybody being like, you racist piece of shit, because, you know, Twitter's the best place on earth. On top of that, you have the 150 people who just got unemployed because she had a tweet that was, you know, racist. Yeah. So, you have those 140 people just giving her sideways looks, like, I know it's not your fault, but still, but still fuck. Yeah. Yeah. Like, I'm, um, you know. Yeah, it's, it's, yeah, it's, it's a very unfortunate thing. You don't really know what, I, for a company, you know, you're going to get, there's no way of winning if you're, if you're a company, you know. Um, That's why I love Chick-fil-A, though. Chick-fil-A because they're like they, they had like the we don't support gay marriage thing a few years ago and for mm-hmm. a long time there was like a don't eat Chick-fil-A and then randomly like the gay community started eating a Chick-fil-A again and just being like fuck it I like chicken like, I was gonna <laughs> say I was like when that happened a lot of gay people were like yeah we love Chick-fil-A yeah <laughs> we're okay with it's the like, we don't have to agree right. with their policies their chicken's good like <laughs> I really appreciate that they actually like suck their guns um yeah I mean, it's just so you, it, you know, you can't really, you don't know what to really do anymore. Uh, for companies, you know, it's just a, a safety, just to yeah. make everyone happy. But similar to James Gunn, Roseanne is also a loud personality on Twitter. So yeah. all the stuff that she came out supporting Trump like a month before this happened, to me, that's like the inciting 
uh, action that you know something's going to come down the line, you're going to get blamed for something. So you can, th- you can blame it on the tweet, but I felt like it was more political. I think if you went back and on anybody's Twitter history, oh, for sure. you would see some for sure. yeah, really yeah, yeah. messed up well, stuff. Some really bad stuff, I've yeah. said some really bad jokes especially, when I was younger. Yeah, especially yeah. a guy like James Gunn who likes to be a oddball type. Mm-hmm. Like, the jokes weren't even funny, but he was just trying to make light of a certain situation. Yeah. So, like, it, it, when you're in the business of being reactionary, you're mm-hmm. gonna start to throw out anything against the wall and just try to get hits. Yeah. It's just you shouldn't lose your job for it. Yeah. Anything else happened this week? Comic Con was fun. We went and saw a comedy show. We, got, we saw the guys from Collider. Yes, we uh, did. Mark Ellis was hosting Mark Ellis and Friends at American Comedy Co. That was a lot of fun. Yes. Um, met all the guys Mark, from Collider afterwards. Mark Ellis fucking killed it. Yeah. He was fucking. He's a hilarious. professional. Yeah. He was just great. Yeah. It also sucks that you. I still give you crap for this. The fact that you walked out during the one of the best bits. Yeah. And it was on like it was just an improvised bit. Yeah. Too. It was just and you know this the cop, because me and you slapped the table so fucking yes. hard. Yes. When he said that joke. What's funny yeah. is I was in the bathroom and they have the speakers on in there, so I was laughing as I'm going <laughs> to the bathroom. Just imagine. Oh, really? That, I I thought this whole time I thought you missed the no that I heard joke. the joke. No. I didn't see who he was talking to, so like the, where we were sitting, it would have been fucking sweet, obviously. Oh yes. Yeah. But. Just like, we have the I, best seat in the house. Because the, the thing, sure. not, not only was it the way he delivered the joke, but the way he like moved too. Right. Because he, he was he was talking and then he pretended to grab a gun to, out of nowhere fuck, like, and to, whipped it. Yeah, and he just like started pointing <laughs> at him. So it was one of the best jokes. Yeah. And for anybody in the audience, it was basically he 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 asked somebody in the audience and at the comedy club if they do any drugs, and the guy um, said no, but in a very shady way. So he started making a joke about how he could catch bad people just kept saying jokes in a just in to a, pretend to be a stand-up comedian. Yeah, and just uh, just ask people if they do drugs and then bust bust them out. Basically, I don't think we're allowed to say that we, we that that's part of his bit. Well, that was an improvised. Thing. And it's a okay. review, um, unless okay. he he actually does that. Thing. Yeah, I don't know. But it's just weird. well, I didn't even yeah, say the, the punching with, line. Like, why I went like to the bathroom is because there was six comedians on before Mark. So there every was comedian a that came on, I was like, all right, Mark's next. And all of a sudden, another person came on. And I'm like, sitting there, and like, when you have to go, you got to go. Yeah. Right. Everyone, we've I all think, seen Jurassic Park. I, said, <laughs> I think I, I, I will say is that uh, anytime I've gone to go see a, a, a stand-up comedian, there's, or, there's usually two before right. the main act. Right. So I have to sit through six. Yeah. I literally There was to, six? There was about six. Uh, I thought there was five. Uh, there was... Oh. Roka went up, Danielle went up, Joe Starr went up. Uh, you also had Makuga and... And uh, Ken Mapsock go up. There were and there was also Scrimshaw went up. There was a mm-hmm. lot of guys. There. there was a lot, yeah. The whole Collider family was up. Point there. is, anytime I drink beer, I need to pee, and I really needed to pee. It was really fun seeing all the other Collider guys in the crowd, though, too. Yeah, Cause, cause, it felt like we were the same. Yeah, like I, I love the Schmodown, so I've seen all these guys on on the YouTube TV for yeah. years now, and just seeing all of them out in the crowd, just trying to enjoy their fun. And by the way, or supporting their friends. Uh, of, like you know the day that John Schnepp had passed it was uh, originally it was pretty tough and then they do fan questions and one of the fans straight up asked what was your favorite moment with John uh, and everybody in the crowd just goes dead silent like fucker it just gets a little bit somber but they handled it really really well I love that Napsok and and Makuga hosted because they're just the perfect easygoing guys to handle that yeah they were were really good um, hosts what was do you remember the two guys that were talking the two guys? There was, there was one guy during, um... Rokas? Oh, Rokas. The, 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 li- the, the little 14-year-old that stood up and was Yeah, what was up with that? It's just part of the Collider family. The, the little kid? I know, I think the kid was a fan. Right. But it's the Collider family. Like, everybody knows everybody in that group. No, but that little kid, I don't think, was, like... 
I think but he Roka just knew stood he was up. There. But what was his deal? Like, what happened? Cause I don't know. It's he, probably something where he's like a heckler on Twitter or something, where they just know each other through that. Because if you go into like the Schmoes Know like Facebook page, there's there's a whole community called uh, the Schmoville. And it's literally like a bunch of people who are fans of their podcast mm-hmm. started a Facebook page just for people to talk about the podcast and like the things that they talked about. So there's like the owner of it, and there's a bunch of like Patreon supporters who are like the top grouping. I'm assuming that this guy's one of the yeah. like originators Maybe. of that. Um, but yeah, and then there was another guy who just just was talking loudly yeah. while there was telling jokes. Was, yeah, yeah, man, it was that this guy, was... guy with a man bun, and he was just oh yeah, for so all guy, annoying, huh? just saying there's nothing so... worse. Yeah, it's like, dude, just stay quiet and enjoy the show. The problem is you're there for like three hours and you've been drinking the whole time. Some people just can't keep their mouth shut when they're drunk. I I guess. I guess you're right. But either way, it's just like a a stand-up is a performance. And, you know, you don't go to a play and you talk during the play. Right. I kind of did during Caw. Huh? The Circus du Lay show in in Las Vegas that I saw. The show is so amazing that you just hear one dude in the crowd just going like, Oh, my God! (laughs) (laughs) And I'm that one dude. (laughs) Nice. It was. I went to a play uh, a long time ago. It was called Comic Con the Musical, and um, during the, one of the scenes, and it was such a small theater that, like, where you're standing at right now, mm-hmm. like the seats were like right over here. Wow. And this, there were. This, it was like this super emotional moment between these two characters, and it was such a predictable line. And then the person where I'm like sitting, just like watching, he whispers the line to himself, but because the theater was so small everyone in the theater heard it and then everyone was just laughing for five minutes and the actors just had to stand there just waiting for everyone to calm down because nobody could stop laughing that's funny and then me with my laugh and you've heard my laugh it was like once i once i start laughing really loud i can't stop yes we were crying over the stupidest joke yeah once i laugh really hard i can't stop laughing and then people start laughing at my laugh because i can't (laughs) so that was happening so yeah, that's, there's nothing worse than being on stage and there was debt having that. But yeah, it was a good weekend. Though. It was Comic-Con a good. Was super fun. It was a good week. Not yeah, that I yeah. went, but you know, I like being downtown during Comic Con. You see all sorts of costumes and people and everybody's. It's a very good community, the Comic Con community, for the most part. Yeah, the, there are some people who are like trying to hard to get noticed. You mean in costumes? Yeah. Well, they're already in costumes. So yeah. What does that say about? Them? Well, there is there's this <laughs> there's a, a thing I like to do during nice. Comic Con. That was a good one. There's a one thing I really love doing during Comic Con, but there's this section, this really big section that when you get tired, a lot of people come here, just sit down and just enjoy, you know, people walking around with their costumes. But there's this little section that has like this big drop that has a little Comic Con icons everywhere, and sometimes people come up with the costumes, take pictures in front of it, so they like people, other people know like. I was at San Diego Comic Con or whatever. Mm-hmm. There are people who have really good costumes and some who have some really lazy uh, cosplay and just stand there. You know, a lot of people who have like cosplays, they will go up there with a photographer friend, the, f- the friend takes a picture and then they leave. A lot of other people show up with their, co- their cosplay and just stand there and wait for other people to take pictures of them. That's annoying. So there was this. So this year there was this one girl who had a, a Captain Marvel cosplay, but it wasn't even a good one. It was just like probably something she found of like Amazon or something <laughs> that already has like the like the spandex design already on the thing, and she stood there for a good hour, just having other people take pictures of her, and um, I think. Well, last, how many people took pictures of her? A lot. Well, then I guess Success. she got. But her, like, yeah. But I would see like I would see her leave and then come back leave and then continue coming back so 
I, and I love my what I love to do is just go there and just make fun of everybody. Isn't there like an award though for best costume at Comic Con? Uh, no. What movie was that? They, usually they. What movie was that? It was a movie with Zach Graff, I think, and Josh Gad, where Josh Gad won the award for like best costume at Comic Con. Zach Graff's movie, uh, uh, when you were here or something like that, uh, oh, came out like three years ago. I it was like another indie movie that he does, but was it? yeah, okay. But he like Josh Gad basically dresses up as like this crazy underwater guy and wins the award at Comic Con for best costume. But I always thought that was a real thing. Now I'm kind of bummed. Well, they they have <laughs> like certain like certain locations like a bar. Would have like oh, a, right. maybe like, yeah they, they could probably have something like that at a, at a bar yeah they, right. usually a lot of them have like that I know also oh, yeah. um, Impractical Jokers came from Comic Con they did yeah oh my god I watched I saw a video of the the bald guy I forget his name uh, Mark yeah he like walked up to the to the security part where they were coming in mm-hmm. and then he's just like you know messing around with the people no, or whatever no great dude. no no he's in, I love him yeah but like he was coming around and messing around like just no being, no what I'm saying is that like like more is great like this is the only year that I haven't gone to see mm-hmm. him but like every time he's like the only one that engages with the crowd okay, okay. Um, he, he goes out of his way to like yeah. like introduce him to uh, himself to like the kids and everybody and I think um, Joe he's like he's more Just more like, to himself which yeah. is based really different from what they have in the in the show because mm-hmm. in the show he's like the most he's the most hyper and Murr's the more laid back so it's, yeah. it's, it's weird how how they how they treat I, their fans different? I well, I, I, I think it's just that. like a, a like their personality. Maybe right. when they're with them, it's it's the how they feel them. comfortable. Yeah, it's, it's probably when they're it's just the four of them. They're like you know buddies, buddies or whatever. Mm-hmm. And then Joe is probably just like very like to himself. To, to himself, right. while he the other one just likes the attention. Maybe I don't know. I don't know him personally. We get ready to get the next week's matchup. Let's do it. Uh, for our next matchup, Man on Fire versus Logan. Wow! <laughs> the rescue the little girl bracket. I'm hyped. Let's let's uh, rename that. Let's we rename it. Rescue the the bodyguard bracket. Bodyguard bracket. There That's you not go. Bad. Actually, I should the bodyguard bracket. Hey, right, I'm hyped for this. All right. Yeah, I'm actually really excited about this episode. Man on Fire for a long time was my favorite movie. That's my girlfriend's favorite movie till this Does day. Does she want to be on the bracket? Probably not. <laughs> okay, cool. But it's <laughs> marketing. All right. <laughs> So, everybody, make sure you watch the movie. Uh, the Bracket Podcast will throw out a Twitter poll to see what, what the fans think should win the, this week. Um, I don't think either one is on Netflix, so it's going to be a little bit of a struggle to track these movies down. Mm-hmm. Um, so, everybody, if you have the DVDs or Blu-rays, make sure you watch them. Uh, I might have to, you know, rent mine from Amazon Prime again. Do you have HBO? Yeah. I think Logan is on HBO right now. Nice. All right, so finally get to watch Logan. <laughs> I've still never seen it. Wait, what? What? It's one of those movies that got too hyped up. I didn't want to see it. Oh. What movie did he give me shit about not seeing last week? Oh, no. They gave me shit about not watching The Hobbit on, on the... Yeah. On, on the yeah. He hasn't seen Lord of the Rings. And I've, yeah, I've been getting shit for not watching The Lord of the Rings. But those are magnificent movies that won so Oscars. So is Lo- uh, <laughs> Okay. It should have won a lot of stuff. I'll, I'll, I'll say that. I'll be the judge of that when we do Gold <laughs> nominees next week. Oh my god. No, no, for sure. Can you stop? You're like, <laughs> Loke? Nah, uh, not even nah. worth it. <laughs> we'll talk about it. Cool. Alright, but he needs to watch Lord of the Rings. Let's, let's I, all I, be honest. Yeah. I need to as well. Alright, that's been it for the bracket. I'm at Flippies All Day or Rogue Jedi Rich on Twitter. I'm Just Sisko at Twitter. Follow the Bracket Podcast on Twitter at Bracket Podcast. And our producer, 
you can follow me uh, hiding behind the nearest Wendy's parking lot fighting over bums with cheeseburgers oh, that was very specific but yeah that's where I found you last time okay <laughs> this has been The Bracket <laughs>